Hello and welcome to the What the What podcast. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. am your host, Eric Creech, and joining me today, now that he's made a funny, ha, ha, ha. Kyle Whitley. Here I am. Yes, he is here. I like how you do that intro where it's like joining me today, mm-hmm. and they're always like super hopeful that there's somebody <laughs> else, but they're like, no, it's Kyle. It's always again. Kyle. There's it's not somebody Kyle. else yet. Um, we have plans to have people join us in studio now with... Mm-hmm. Um, with the coronavirus stuff going around, that might not happen for a, a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like my mic's cutting out. Is, is it? Can you hear me fine in your? I can hear you, but I hear you when like every once in a while you get a little like. Yeah, <coughs> me too. So I don't know if it's just our, right now we're recording this live on Facebook, um, and then we're also doing a recording to um, put on YouTube for Monday. But um, so I don't know if it's just the phone kind of hitting the cords there. But I don't know. I don't know That's either. my only guess. So. How are you doing, buddy? Good. Doing well. Uh, I haven't been sick yet. No fever. They actually like checked my forehead today with this laser pointer thing, and I was 96 point something. So I'm even lower than the the average. So okay. So if I'm going to get a fever, I'm going to have to work real hard at it. So, you know, fun times. But uh, we're getting started here this week. Like I said, you know, if there's slight hesitation here on the the podcast, Eric's working on making sure we're working on Facebook Live. We are. We got the YouTube camera rolling. We're doing all sorts of things. There's so much stuff that whenever I was doing my intro punches, I had to be careful because I almost hit some things. Yes, you did. So, uh, what are we talking about this week? Uh, we are talking about, can, where's the little thing for the, for the... I think it's on the floor. Let me go pick that up. You talk about what we're talking about. Okay, Eric's leaving me. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's deserving of that. It's uh, I, I fully think it deserves one of the greatest movies of all time, at least superhero movies, if you're going to talk that way. Uh, we are also joining in on this one because on next Monday, the 30th, will be the 30th anniversary of this movie premiering, coming out in theaters. Uh, amazing thing, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. That's pretty cool. What do you want me to hit? Uh, whichever one's mine. Turn me up a Is little bit. Is that working? I'm doing know. anything? It's Is not working in mine. Doing anything? Doing anything? I can hear you. There, I can no. hear me too. Wow, there we go. Cool. You should be really loud right now. I, I should be. You should. There we go. I can hear everything. Awesome. I can't show you the world, but I can hear it, folks. There we go. Uh, but yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're yeah. here. We are excited to dive into the 1990 film, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, with today's episode. But before we do that. Yes. If you haven't, and why haven't you? Please subscribe to this podcast. We're on all the major podcasting platforms. I mean, just to name a few, we're on Apple. That's one. We're on Spotify. Two. We're on Google Play. Three. Stitcher. Four. Podcast Addict. I thought it started back at one. That's what Brian McKnight told me. Yeah, he went to five, you know. Well, technically, you got to five. Repeat steps one, two, three. Did I get to five? Five. I didn't say five. You got to number I got five. To five and, then and then I was like, hey, weren't we supposed to start back now? Because Brian McKnight taught me once you start counting, you, you have, know. You, once you get to five, you, you have to start back at start one. Start back at so, one. Uh, pretty much any major podcasting platform. If we're not on there, and then let us know. We'll see what we can do to add. I've got some time on my hands now, it seems like. Uh, just make sure to search for what, what media? All one word in a word. That's not, not how it goes at all. 
where the word is one <coughs> word. Where the Three words where made the into one. Bird is the word. Uh, please rate and review us. We accept five star entries. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, so, yeah. Five what? stars, whatever you want to say about it, but, but defend it. Five stars. Five stars of negativity or positivity. Yep. Um, also, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at WTW underscore medium and on Facebook and Instagram again at What the What Media, what all the one word. word. Also, one more thing. If you like this episode, or any of the 40 other episodes. That's a lot of episodes. It is. Um, and 40 might not even be the right number, honestly. I don't I, even I'm, know. I'm, We're I, guessing. I think it might, it might be 39 or 40. I'm taking a guess at this point. Um, then we would please ask that you share this episode with at least one friend. Tag us on social media. Um, and we'll give you and the person that you shared it with a shout-out the next time we record, which at this point is next week. You know, yes. We, we got some downtime. We decided, so. typically we do two podcasts in a night, but we decided this week to just do one. So next week we can get have a reason to get out of the house and get yeah, back together. Exactly. So that's what we're going to do next week. Yeah, so. the, uh, the whole social distancing thing is really, really wearing on me a little bit because mm. I'm a people person. That's true. And I need to be around people. And I'm usually around people all day because I teach. Mm -hmm. And I have not been able to teach this week. Um, and we're working on like remote learning. Mm -hmm. And it's just not the same. Well, if you're missing um, people, go to Walmart. I don't want There's to always people at Walmart. I don't miss people that much. You just go stand like in an aisle. Let me rephrase. I They'll miss come. my people. They'll actually scream probably like kindergartners. So it's probably not much different. You just can't make them sit down. <laughs> I miss my people. Oh, well, and, that makes um, sense. You know, I don't want random people. The people that I get to see every day, mm. um, coworkers, kids, students, uh, church family. Um, you know, th there's a lot of people that I have just missed out on seeing since last week, and uh, you don't realize, you know, until you don't have it anymore, mm -hmm. what uh, what a great influence and in, uh, that it has on your life. So, um, so yeah. I'm glad that we're getting together this week. I'm glad we're getting together next week, mm -hmm. and. Um, we can talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles today. We're actually moving this episode up a week, which is kind of cool because, you know, I like it. So, uh, just pointing at my... Yeah, Eric's getting a little, like, quiet in this microphone. Sorry for, like, the any issues we're having here, folks. We haven't recorded in, like, a couple weeks now, so... Yeah, and then two weeks ago, we really weren't focused on the audio so much, so it's really been, like, a good month. Since yeah, been audio. and so all of a sudden, like, Eric's mic is going in and out some. Yeah, it's really cr crazy. So, I just want to so make sure he's doing well. Yep, so... There, on, you okay, there, there you we go. go. There we go. There we go. There you they, go. They can finally hear me. Yep. Finally. Um, on today's They're episode. They're like, oh, Eric's there. Kyle's <laughs> been talking to himself for the, the past seven minutes. Uh, on today's episode, we are discussing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 film. If you have not seen this movie, here is a spoiler warning. It You're, is on Netflix. Yes. Go watch go it now. watch it. Come back and listen to this podcast. Um, definitely worth your time. Uh, it was worth my time. I bought Netflix for a mm -hmm. month just so I can go back and watch this and a couple of other things. Mm -hmm. um, definitely worth it. So It's worth it. I think so. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, spoiler warning uh, for 1990, 30 years ago. Some um, of you aren't even 30 years old. Exactly. So, so this, this is the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie ever. So go back is. and watch it, and we'll talk about why in just a second. So yeah, hit pause if you haven't seen it. Come back and listen to us when you're done. With that in mind, class is Pain 101. Your instructors... Kyle Whitley. I love how I'm two people. My your instructors, Kyle Whitley. Well, no, that's with like, his left and with his right. No, your instructor is like instructors. You know, apostrophe s. You know, showing. I like the plural is. version. No, this is singular. Mm. Not the failed cell phone company. Well, whatever. So. Uh, I will say, 
I was surprised there are people out there that haven't seen it that I assumed have seen it. Chris Rode never saw it. What's the matter with him? He said, well, I take that back. He saw it this morning. He was commenting on our Facebook page about how he was sitting down with his son Jasper watching it right then in that moment. So Jasper even drew us a picture of Ninja Turtles and sent it to me. So we'll have to post that online. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool to see that. That is cool. But uh, I would like to hear what Chris thinks about it. But to be honest, I'm a little nervous because if you grew up with it the way we did, it was a huge thing versus all of a sudden if you didn't, you know, and watch it 30 years later, I don't know if it's the same for you. Do you care as much about this movie as I do? Well, to be honest, I don't care. I don't care if you care because I care. That's how much I care about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, Eric, you tell me, what's your history with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? This was the first franchise I can remember falling in love with. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the day my brother Michael was born. Mm -hmm. I already had three of the Ninja Turtle action figures. I think Playmates had made them. They did? Um, I had Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael. Mm, so you didn't have Leonardo. I did not have the leader, Leonardo. What and were they doing? They were going crazy. They didn't have him lead the pack. I know. And the day my brother Michael was born, my aunt took me to Walmart, and I said, I want that one. And she, she didn't buy it for me because she had already bought it, and I got, got it as a gift the day Sneaky he was Sneaky lady. So the day Michael was born, my collection to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was completed. Um, I remember that we actually, once upon a time, you've heard the history of how I didn't really grow up with cable. Mm -hmm. Well, Early, early on in my life, like the first three or four years of my life, we did have satellite, like one of those big dishes in the back. So your brother came along and he lost it. Yeah, basically. So it's his fault. It's his fault, really. And I believe my parents recorded this off of like HBO or something. And so I had like, I didn't even have like the, you have the VHS here um, on mm -hmm. YouTube. Uh, our YouTube audience can see mm -hmm. it. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to try to reach over and grab it. Go for um, it. I'm scared of knocking down the turtle, but... But um, so I didn't even have like the actual VHS. We actually recorded it, and that's what I grew up watching was a recording of this video. Um, there you go, yeah. right there. See, that's that's not some slender Blu-ray, folks. That's a high quality VHS. High quality VHS, right there. And this um, is the one, though, for me. Yeah. This is my copy from my childhood. Like it's still, I mean, it's got a little wear and tear. Yeah. But the movie still works. I mean, it looks like it's in fantastic. Um, condition fhe mm -hmm. i remember seeing mm -hmm. like, family home entertainment yeah um and i so i remember just watching this movie over and over and over and over um and then a year later the sequel came out and a couple years after that the third one came out and um the turtles were just they were my og this is mm -hmm. prior to power rangers prior to batman prior to x-men spider-man any kind of superhero these were my ogs right here mm -hmm. and um so when we talk about my history with the turtles in general, mm -hmm. it starts here. My fandom starts with these guys. So, what about you? I know you've got a long history. So. I do. It's my if I was to pick something that people would guess that they know about me, it's that I like coffee and I like Ninja Turtles. Uh, I've been super excited to talk about this one. This is something from my childhood that I just. I don't know. It's something that resonated through the rest of my life. You know, some things you grow out of, some things, you know, especially as we get older and now and like the times we live in, you know, we go back to some pop culture stuff, back to some serious stuff because stuff like that's come around all, you know, full circle again where it's popular again. But uh, for me, Ninja Turtles has been something I stuck with through my whole life. Uh, we talked about it at one point that the uh, other series that came out on Nickelodeon premiered the day I got married. It's not that we planned that. It's just how it worked out. But uh, for this movie in particular, it is my favorite. I, I will say that I fully believe this is the best Ninja Turtle movie 
that's ever been created. You would not be wrong. And uh, I, I know I probably didn't see it in theaters because I was three when this came out. And I just, I don't think I probably saw this in the theaters. Right. But uh, I remember having this movie. This is the first movie I remember watching over and over again at home. It's the first movie I remember watching, period, that was an actual movie. It wasn't some cartoon or like an episode of a cartoon that was just on a VHS. But it was an actual movie. I remember as a child memorizing it. I remember my neighbor Molly coming over and we would act out every scene and we would just quote the lines and we would just, you know, practice ninja and karate and mm -hmm. stuff right there in the living room. Yeah. You know, hitting, you know, not each other, but just like punching the air and just, you know, pretending you were the turtles to the point that, you know, it even brought me as I went out into the real world, you know, looking at sewers never, were never the same. You saw yes. a sewer lid, you stopped and started trying to yell down to the turtles because you yeah. just assumed that that was a thing. Like, and I don't think if it would have just been the cartoon growing up, I would have done that. But this movie brought them into our world. It made them look, you know, they were real. They were walking around. Oh, absolutely. This movie got me interested in skateboarding. Oh, yeah? Because, um, was it Michelangelo? Michelangelo. I mean, and Raphael, and, like, they, they had skateboards, I mean, mm -hmm. they, in the sewers. Like, and Michael was skating, yeah, Mike and Don, I think it's Don Donatello, Don, but yeah. Yeah, and... Um, They're skating in the sewer. Yeah, and uh, so as a four-year-old, I wanted to skateboard. Yeah. Or a five-year-old, I mean, I, it, you know, same thing. And I wanted to go down in the sewers and do it, because it looked so cool. Yeah. Not knowing what a sewer actually represented. Um, yeah, like, you just assumed it would have been a fun place to hang out. And it's, I remember, too, we would go to the mountains... And you can find it somewhere like Myrtle Beach, too, but you would find these random shops that mm -hmm. sold weapons. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, a gun shop. I mean, it's the random, like, here, buy your Myrtle Beach neon tank top. Mm -hmm. Also, here's some nunchucks yeah. and some size and some swords. You need these. I remember in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, they have all that stuff set up there. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting nunchucks from there. I remember going back and being so excited to go see more weapons. Because mm -hmm. you didn't see that in Johnson County. You didn't find, like size and nunchucks hanging around so i remember getting a rubber set of size because my mom wouldn't buy me you know let me have a real pair you know metal you know sharp objects but i did get a real pair of nunchucks that i still have to this day cool. uh, i'm not great with them by any means right. but they're not my first armor defense if someone were to break in my house but uh still they're there yeah you know i can you know fellow chuck array i can call the guy out and see if he's willing to try it out right. but uh but either way, it was something that I loved. You know, I remember too. Something about this movie is sitting there watching it with my bandana on. That was homemade. I remember. You know, you made these. I don't. Did you ever make a bandana at your yeah. house? Oh yeah. It was the simplest thing because all you had to do was get some ribbon and cut two holes in it for your eyes, and that was it. You were a Ninja Turtle. Yep. You know, you couldn't do that with a Batman costume or a Power Ranger or a Spider. -Man. You could pretend and do your own ways of doing yeah, it. But a bandana, you, you were a Ninja Turtle this that was the quick. the simplest way to become your favorite hero. I literally thought about making one just for this episode. I thought about making one just, you know, or two for me and you to just wear as we did this podcast. But I didn't have any ribbon. But either way, like, I remember seeing this and it just, you know, changing my mind. Like I said, you know, I love the cartoons. I know I watched the cartoons first before this came out, or at least before I got in, was able to watch this movie. Uh, so I love them. So when this movie came out, to me as a child, it never, you know, they did enough in the movie to connect it enough with the cartoon where there were still the joking type characters that did ninja stuff. Sure, there were a much more mature group of turtles in this movie, singing as an adult especially now. Yeah. But as a child, like I didn't catch that. I was just, my favorite cartoon is now real life. Mm -hmm. And that's whenever it really transformed for me. Like I said, you really thought Ninja Turtles, or just turtles in general, walking, talking ones, were in the sewer. That you could go down and yell down a sewer drain and hopefully they would yell back to you, but... That didn't happen, but uh, who's to say? There could still be some crime-fighting turtles in a sewer near you uh, 
as far as I know. At this point in the world, I wouldn't put it past anything. So, so uh, um, yeah, the turtles were, were great, and you know, I just had not only the action figures, but then it, that that led to the video games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember uh, my my best friend at the time, Justin. Uh, he got uh, a Michelangelo cake uh, for his birthday. Mm-hmm. The, uh, two months prior, I had gotten like a Raphael cake. Did it um, look like the turtle? Was it the shape of a turtle? No, no, it oh. was it was just a one you got from like Food Lion. <laughs> like oh. you had like the the rectangle and then mm-hmm. like a picture of the turtle there, and it had either the red trimming or the purple trimming or the green or whatever trimming. And the reason I ask is because I have a cake pan right. that literally is the turtle. That's cool. I remember I think I had it for like my third or fourth birthday, mm-hmm. and then I begged. Well, I didn't say begged. Whenever we were getting married, I needed a groom's cake or whatever I was yeah. told. So we bought that cake pan off of eBay yeah. for like 30 bucks, and that was my groom's cake or groom cake, whatever, at my wedding was Ninja Turtle. That is really cool. So I still have that. I, th- I kept it because I thought it was, I was going to do amazing things with it. Yeah. I thought I was going to make a Jello mold Ninja Turtle, and I was going to make casserole Ninja Turtles, and I never did. I never used it again. Uh, maybe I need to make a cake before long. I'm trying to diet, but cakes aren't bad. No, they're not. Important question. Yes. Favorite Ninja Turtle? Ooh. Mine changed over the years. I Mine will has say. changed a lot over the years too. Um, if I had to put an answer on it today, mm-hmm. it's Raphael. Uh, that was my guess for you, and I don't know why. Like I don't have any connotations or anything with that. It's just I don't know. You he, seem like a Raphael he, guy. He's you know got a bit of an attitude, and he's a bit of a loner. And I don't say I'm a loner, and I don't think I have an attitude. But um, but um, yeah, I, it, it's Raphael. Now, when I was growing up, it was probably Donatello because he had the the stick. And mm-hmm. he can fit, you know, he, bow staff. he he does machines, according to the cartoon theme song. Um, and at some point, it probably was Michelangelo, and it was also Leonardo at some point, I'm sure, because, you know, they all have different attributes. And that's the really great thing about the turtles in general is just they all have, they're not like carbon copies of each other. That's they true. all have their own unique personalities, um, mm-hmm. especially, and it's, it shows in this movie. Yeah, it um, really does. So, uh, but Raphael, what about you? As a child, it was Leonardo. And I want to say it was that just because I think having a sword was cool. I always loved Michelangelo, but Leonardo, I felt like you wanted to be cool like a leader. Right. But especially like as I got older, ever since, you know, probably like 10, Michelangelo has been my favorite. So okay. um, I'd started collecting toys again. And especially like if you're on YouTube, you can see like I have like the 13 inch or whatever it is, you know, NECA Michelangelo from this movie. And for me, I started trying to collect stuff, but that was too expensive. I was like, there's no way I can get all four of these turtles. Like, and then all like everything else is going to come out with. So I tried to, to make that decision. Now I'm going to start collecting like Michelangelo things, not mm-hmm. all the time and right. not like crazy, but just right. for something I like that comes out, I'll get the Michelangelo of the group. It's not all four because it gets pricey. Yeah. But uh, to go into this movie, to lead in that way, uh, it is a 1990 movie. It's an independent film. Yes, picked up by New Line Cinema. Yes, and it, they didn't know if it was going to get made or put out there to begin with, but they made it. It was uh, a giant leap into that. Uh, I think it, you it, know, it was the highest grossing independent film ever. Uh, had a budget of 13.5 million, and it grossed 135 million. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, like, it was surpassed by the Blair Witch Project nine years later. So it held its own for nine years, though. Like it topped everything. Yeah. Sure, you go and look at it now. I pulled up the list today. It doesn't make like the top ten list now, but for back then that was huge. Yeah. Like, to, for, especially for an independent film about some turtles that were ninjas. You know, you, nobody expected that to do that. Uh, so they did. You know, that premiere they came out with, uh, like you say, top independent film of all time, or at least at that point. Uh, but it's the first real life and you know, 
take on the turtles. Right. Uh, it's a lot more themed towards the comic book, which at the time I didn't read the comic book. I have it now, and I've read through a lot of that now. And you see a lot of the stuff in the movie that they took from the comic book um, and put it in there. But there's such more, you know, if you're not familiar with the comics, it's much more nitty and gritty. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, no nitty is in there, but gritty for sure is in there. Right. But it's a, lot, a little bit darker and everything else. You know, even in the comics, it was black and white, but they all had red masks instead of colored masks. They ended up making colored masks so kids would buy the toys and they could dif- you know, differentiate the, t- the four turtles on uh, the cartoon series and stuff like that. So they took a little bit of that whenever they made this movie. They brought that in there. They brought the surfer dude atmosphere, the pizza-loving characteristics of the turtles. They brought that into this movie. Uh, but a lot of the dark, or because the movie's not super dark in itself, you know, but it is compared to anything else they've ever made it is. Uh, but it's just a great film. They go on, it shows you the story of the turtles. Um, it, t- it starts off where they've, it's not a very beginning story. They start off right in the middle of their being turtles. They're starting to go out for their first time ever, you know, into the real world to fight crime. Um, if you're not familiar with the Ninja Turtles, you know, cartoons, they got out there and more in public, but traditionally it was their thing to be ninjas and vanish mm-hmm. without a trace and not be seen by humans anybody else because they didn't think the world would understand them so master splinter tried to keep them hidden and uh so that's a big part it's of this a movie. question he asked at the end of it were you seen yes no, no we practice the art of ninja and mm-hmm. he's practice harder yep <laughs> so um are we go gonna ahead. yeah do we, we want to go ahead and talk, talk about the actual plot of the movie and i don't know if we need to do the entire plot i would just say you know, maybe hit some high points if we talk about best scenes. Because same way, too, I feel like it's a movie you really kind of need to see. Yeah, I would agree with that. If you don't care about Ninja Turtles, you don't may not care to hear me talk about it. But That's it's true. following along. To give you the quick gist of it, you're at least, it starts off, you know, April O'Neil. She's reporting a crime wave in New York City. Uh, the, this, uh, uh, the Foot Clan, mm-hmm. the uh, or the, foot, uh, the Ninja Foot Clan is mm-hmm. like um, basically stealing and, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, from... Companies, residents. I mean, Everybody. there's one scene where a woman's watching a TV on the balcony. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it was plugged up, by the way. She turns around to get something out of her window, and the guy just reaches down and grabs the TV and he's walks. Gone. She turns he's around. gone. I mean, and in two seconds later, he's in the street already yeah, running away. I mean, just it was incredible how they were able to steal all these things without getting mm-hmm. caught. Um, and April O'Neil's doing some reporting on it, and she ends up getting knocked out, um, you know, mugged by the Foot mm-hmm. Clan, and the turtles come to her rescue, mm-hmm. and she ends up. Uh, learning about the turtles, and um, because she's shedding light on the Foot Clan, they end up targeting her. She's a reporter that's not afraid to ask the, the tough questions. Yeah, she's out there. She's pushing it. You know, they're the sheriff. Everybody's trying to tell her, "Chill out, Miss O'Neill. Let us do my. Let's do our jobs. You back off. You know, quit asking these questions. You just sit here and look pretty, type deal." Mm-hmm. And she ain't having it. She's gonna go out there. She's gonna ask tough questions. She knows that this Foot Clan's existing. She knows nobody's willing to talk about it. So she keeps pushing it on the air, making this you know group of ninjas that are supposed to be quiet, you know, like hidden in the thing nobody knows about. And she's putting it out there for the public to know, right. like this is these people that are stealing your stuff. It's yep. not some hidden, you know, random group. Like these people are organized crime taking your junk. Yep. Um, but in the process of getting April back to her apartment, Master Splinter, uh, the turtles, uh, yes, father figure, mm-hmm. um, who raised them and taught them the art of ninja as Which they were growing rat. up. Yep, he's giant a giant rat. He's a giant rat. I don't think we've talked about that. Yet. Um, and uh, he gets kidnapped. Um, mm-hmm. They find their lair, their shelter, their home in the sewer ransacked, and mm-hmm. um, they end up staying with April until her apartment gets uh, targeted and catches on fire, and they have to abandon. And 
Uh, they meet an ally on the, along the way, Casey Jones, they and uh, and they spend a lot of the last part of the film training and mm-hmm. um, looking for. Uh, they end up looking for Master Splinter and stuff, and it's just it's like I said, it's really hard to kind of. It is. There's into, so much scenes. I was thinking about it there's today. There's some really good scenes in there that I really don't want to like gloss over while I'm using it as part of the plot. So uh, I kind of agree with you. Let's you know that that's your basic uh, information. Sure. The foot is ran by a guy named Shredder. Um, he actually has a history with Splinter that we learn about later in the movie. And um, yeah, I mean, it comes down to a final showdown between the turtles and Shredder. And and pretty much, you know, to give you a little bit of story on the the Foot Clan and Shredder, you know, Shredder's this master ninja who is taking these mostly teenage boys, you know, or, you know, around that age, you know, early adult, you know, to teenage kids that, you know, are just impressionable. Yeah. Yes, he's taking them, taking them in, giving them a place that they can play video games because they have, like, arcades and stuff set up. They can smoke, they can skate, they can do whatever they want. Regular or menthol. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember being a kid not having a clue what that meant, but so I quoted it every like, time. Menthol sounds cooler than regular. It I mean. does. <laughs> Because smoking is cool. And it is. No, it's not. It's not cool at all, guys. But uh, they do that, and he, he's, <clears throat> like you say, you're honestly manipulating them and teaching them, you know, the art of karate and ninja, you know, to be a ninja. Um, and, you know, over time, they are becoming foot. You see some of the foot soldiers that are actually older. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, you're seeing younger kids that are getting transformed into this. So it's cool to see that, and that gives you an idea. But Shredder's just a bad dude that you yeah. don't want to mess with. Uh, but we'll we'll kind of jump from there. One thing I do want to note: this movie, the costumes were done by Jim Henson, or at least the Jim Henson. Company. Now, where do we know Jim Henson? I would say Kermit the Frog here. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Random question. Yes. I saw this on Twitter earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, this has nothing to do with the movie. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but it does have something to do with Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. Who wins in a fight? In a street fight, <clears throat> the Muppets or the Sesame Street Gang? It depends how, like, are you taking your core group of Muppets yeah. and Sesame Street? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's some giant Muppets if you're allowing them to come in. But if you're only saying, like, Kermit the Frog, I, I want, Piggy. I, I want their A-team. Kermit the Frog, Piggy, um, versus, like, Big Bird, Bert, Ernie, um, maybe the Count. Um, Sesame Street takes that hands down. Okay. Mm. They're raised on the street. Yeah, that's true. They know about it. I get it that Kermit, you know. You know he's a well, frog. Kermit he's is tough. he is he fights alligators. I'm sure. Yeah, but. He, he's uh, very versatile. So, um, and I've uh, seen Miss Piggy in a movie where she went a little nuts. Miss Piggy is a little. You know, she would be like a wild card. You know, I you feel like really she know. would be take. I feel like she would take down Big Bird. I will give her that. I feel like Miss Piggy would take down Big Bird because Big Bird's nice. He would try to be like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Whoa, here, whoa, whoa, and then she'd just be like, she'd have him hogtied on the ground. And no, I time. don't feel like Ernie is a fighter. Like Bert, yes. Ernie, not so much. I don't know. So. I feel like you prod Ernie enough. No. Nah. Because Bert's like, hey there, Bert. Now, you, you get Oscar in there. Now, he's limited because he, you know, he's a trash can. But but if you knock him out of that trash can. I mean, all bets are off at that point. Hardcore match right there with the trash can. But who did, he, he would go up against, um, who was the uh, equivalent for him in the Muppets? Um, uh, oh, my goodness. What was his name? Like the Ralph? No, no. He was kind of looked like. Oscar a little bit. Um, uh, in the Mupp- oh, animal, animal, yeah, animal would take animal down. Animal would take down. That'd be close. I, I mean, I'm. I feel like Oscar I think I'm actually leaning towards the Muppets now. I mean, I know Sesame Street grew up on the street, but the Muppets have a. I don't know because I feel like Bert would fight. Well, Bert would fight, but I, I feel like Ernie would. No, I don't think he would. I feel like he would be like the comical Michelangelo in this situation, where like he would get the random punches in, and Bert would be doing all the work. But he would like pop up, like, hey there, Bert. 
over here, bird. Whoa, whoa. And then, like, started, like, fighting, you know, randomly, like, hitting him with a trash can lid or something. He's, like, in the background, just reaching out and hitting people randomly with things. He's, like, wow. the manager of the wrestling, where he's, like, on the outside and interferes here and there, but he's not really fighting. Nah, see, I'm in, in wrestling, managers are usually for the bad guys, and I don't see Ernie being a manager for a bad guy. I, mean, I don't know, because Bert's pretty much, if he's a mean dude. Bert's a mean dude, but I just don't, I don't see Ernie doing the fighting. I mean, what about Snuffleupagus? What about him? He's a giant Snuffleupagus. Yeah. I feel like he could take him down. With a name like Snuffleupagus, I mean. We hadn't even, Super Grover. We didn't even throw him in there. Super Grover. Super Grover will take them down. Cookie Monster might turn the tide a little bit, but it depends I'm, on if he's fighting with keep throwing in more people. Not. Elmo, we didn't even throw him in there. Elmo no. would not stand a chance. I don't know. I do. Anyway, uh, so Jim Henson Elmo costumes. has ties to Splinter, who trained the Ninja Turtles. True, So true. I feel like it could happen. Jim Either Henson way, costumes. I think they are one of the best things. You know, if you've seen the most recent, you know, Michael Bay, you know, and I, everybody refers to it, it wasn't just him, but the CGI Turtles. It just didn't do it for me at all. But I will gladly take a whole new movie based off of Jim Henson costumes. You put these turtles in there again now. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you watch the movie now, it look it does I'll say okay, it looks a little dated, but it's more of the film, like the graininess of it. And I feel like that's more an atmosphere thing versus the actual, you know, quality of the costumes or anything. The sad part about this is it's not easy for me to just pull up a picture and be like, oh, we should go and look at these costumes now. Because what they're made out of, they degrade over time. Right. A lot of this was foam and latex stuff. So over the year, it just degraded over more than your 30 years. It's degraded. Uh, there have been a couple of costumes that have been redone and rebuilt, um, but they still look great. They don't look, you know, cheesy. They don't look, you know, I feel like you could actually take these costumes now and make a decent movie with them. Sure, people would go in expecting something a little bit more, but just the quality of them, I think, is amazing. It is my favorite look of the Turtles. Uh, I just wish, you know, I had high hopes whenever they announced they were going to be doing Ninja Turtles again, and it ended up being all CGI. I, it just was a big letdown. Yeah. Um, plus, they were giants in yes. whenever they remade it. I know they're making another one now, or they're in talks about it. I hope they go back to something like this. It'd be awesome. I think so, anyway. Yeah, I, I do, too. So. Um, you got one more note you want to make? Only other thing I'll say is I love the score in this, and I wouldn't have said that until today. Uh, I went back and listened, like as I was doing this at work today, I pulled up the score or the score of the soundtrack for this movie, and was playing it in the background as I was working. And it was crazy to think I didn't realize how much these songs brought me back to my childhood. Uh, and it's not, you know, radio songs, you know, that you hear on the radio. It's just a score for the movie and songs that were made just for the stuff that's happening in the scenes when people aren't talking. Right. But there's these random things that's straight up 80s, 90s vibe, but just all of it. And even the emotional parts, you know, they have their little things or shredder. As soon as I was hearing these things, I was picturing the movie in my mind. And I was transported back to my parents' house as a kid on the living room floor watching this. So right. for me, it's it was a surprising thing today. Like, sure, it wouldn't win an award. It wouldn't do anything like that. But uh, for me, for this movie, for connecting back to my childhood, it's a big part. I was surprised to hear that. That's cool. That's what I got. Awesome. Let's jump in. Um, Kyle. Yes. My master Yoshi's first rule was, possess the right thinking. Only then can one receive the gifts of strength, knowledge, and peace. So let's possess the right thinking with our best scenes. You go first. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I went a little bit from start to finish, but I I know I did change it up some there too. Uh, I'll start with, I just love their relationship with April O'Neil. 
uh, and the character, the way they play this in this movie. Because first we see her in the beginning. They come out in the middle of the dark. They bust the light and they fight and save her and rescue her. But she doesn't know who does it. She right. finds a sigh on the ground and keeps it. But later in the subway when Raphael sees her, she gets knocked out by one of the foot by being told to keep her mouth shut mm-hmm. and slapped or knocked her out. Uh, he ends up bringing her back to the lair like you mentioned earlier. And whenever he does that, she's knocked out pretty, you know, not out cold. And so they put her on the couch and she finally comes to and she reacts probably how you or I would if we're laying on a couch, look up. Pretty four, freaked out. Yes, yeah. Four giant turtles and a, and, giant, and a rat giant rat. <laughs> that all talk and, you know, just the craziness of that. But I love that and I love how she sees past that. They go on to go back to her place. They sit down, they eat pizza, they hang out together. Uh, and then it continued on to the farmland. It was her family's and stuff. Uh, just for me, I just really liked just all the scenes. And, you know, if you grew up watching the cartoons, you did know that, you know, they're best friends. They do everything together. Same mm-hmm. way in comics, it was the same way. Uh, so I love to see just how that all acted out and reacted and just to see the family vibe you got out of that. How about yeah. you? What's a favorite? Man, um, first scene with Casey Jones and Raphael. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's iconic. Uh, Raphael's in his overcoat. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's obvious to me as a viewer that this is a giant turtle, but it doesn't seem to be that obvious to anyone else. I've never lived in New York, <laughs> so who knows? I went there once. There was probably um, some gruff-looking dudes. Just their verbal sparring, and then their you know their actual physical sparring, and um, just some really good stuff um, with that. Um, Casey Jones was just uh, he was fantastic in he this did movie. he did a great job um like I was a huge fan of his uh that was the fifth action figure I got was mm-hmm. Casey Jones with the hockey mask mm-hmm. and um and uh so he was fantastic that was definitely one of my favorite scenes there's a cool part of that too is because the same way that April has a relationship with him Casey Jones and Raph always have this relationship mm-hmm. um he gets along with the other turtles and stuff too but they've always had this like best friend bond where they get on each other's nerves and still like care about each other but uh in the comic books it's the same way i feel like that was kind of taken heavily whenever they made this movie to put that in there um but even new remakes of the comics you see that and in the yeah. cartoons too uh so that was that was next on my list uh which is fine for you to take away from me it's okay i mean uh, i don't really have if you want to be completely honest i don't have a list i'm doing this from memory I you're usually, doing great i mean i did not have the time to actually put together a list of best scenes mm-hmm. but i remember this movie like yesterday i mean i didn't see it yesterday i'm saying i'll be honest i didn't watch this movie because i've seen it so many times I mean, it's, that I, it's in my heart yeah. in my mind but yeah uh the next one i love it goes back to that scene with april talking a little bit but they're at her farmhouse man that's that's definitely in my top yes. um it's not i think those scenes might be my favorite when Especially when she's doing the drawings, mm-hmm. and then the drawings fade into the actual scene. Yes, like that is amazing. I think it's to from me. 1990. Yes, like, it's not something that was just all done on a computer. It was just how they made that and made it yeah. work. And it's just these random scenes where, like, uh, Donnie and um, Casey Jones are working on the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, Raphael is unconscious in the a tub, bathtub. and Leonardo is just sitting there holding a silent vigil. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff like that is just incredible. To well, me. I love it too because. In the cartoons growing up, you're just used to them joking and being funny all the time. Mm-hmm. Versus this movie, you're dealing with, you know, first, Master Splinter, they don't know if he's dead or not. They know he's not there anymore. They don't know what, you know, if he's still alive or not. Yeah. They, their whole home was trashed. They've, you know, their hideout's been found out by the foot. They can't go there anymore. They were with April. They found them there and burnt down her parents, you know, antique shop slash apartment. So now they're out of April's, you know, old farmland in the farmhouse and they're, they're grieving. 
Yeah, they, each I mean, in they, their they, own they've, way. They've gotten this is the first time they've really kind of gotten their butts kicked a little bit. Yes, and they're not really and they don't have Shredder there to kind of lead them out of that because they're not used to facing. Not, yeah, you're good. I'm just trying to they don't out. have Splinter there yep. to um, to kind of lead them, you know, out of this hole they're in. They mm-hmm. kind of have to figure it out on their own at this point because mm-hmm. uh, uh, at this point Splinter's been kidnapped, and uh, so them facing defeat for the first time, mm-hmm. seeing how each of them are kind of coping with defeat. I mean, we all deal with defeat in different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, for now, sure. Like some of us, we we hide under the covers. We don't want to get up. Some of us have to keep busy. Some of us have to, you know, have, be hands on. And you I see, sleep. you see this in the turtles where Leo doesn't want to do anything. He's just sitting there by Raphael's side. Um, Donnie has to be working on mm-hmm. something. I mean, just to kind of get his mind off things. Mikey's trying to make jokes, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, it's it's reflected in how we as individuals all act differently when sure. we suffer defeats. And so I love that, and um, I love how they finally come together and say, you know, we've got to go back. It's time. You know, they've had their time in mourning. It's time. But a scene that's in that, within that scene, they have this moment where Leonardo's been out in the woods focusing, and he mm-hmm. hears Splinter's voice. He's yes. been meditating so hard. So they all go out. They make a bonfire out and together. They sit around this and meditate, and it's in the dark, and then all of a sudden you see this, you know, spirit of Splinter come up out of the fire, and he's talking to them, telling them about how much he loves them, how much he cares for them. They know he's still alive because of that. But all of a sudden, you know, he's coming out of this. First off, being a kid, it just blew my mind you're seeing that. As an adult, realizing there's a puppet there somewhere in a fire. Right. Uh, but just even that, you know, Michelangelo shows him has like a tear on his face after that, like where he's crying, like they're emotional. Yeah. It's showing you an emotion side of these turtles that you never see before. Sure, maybe you did if you read comic stuff, but you didn't right. see this in a cartoon that we saw on Saturday mornings or whatever. This didn't exist. Uh, so for me, that's another big one. Um, I want to hit, and I know you've yeah, got this on your list too, um, the two major fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's there's really only two major fight scenes. There's mm-hmm. one about midway through the movie. Um, this is where uh, Raphael, he gets cornered on the roof uh, by the foot, um, thrown through a, a window, and then um, the rest of the Turtles and Casey are battling the Foot Clan while the apartment's slowly like catching on fire mm-hmm. and and um and it just first time we've seen the turtles in action and it's awesome it is um it, it is just fantastic to see them in their full uh full battle whatever and but even then as awesome as it is they have to retreat because yeah. the atmosphere around them is, you know places catching on fire they have to get out of there mm-hmm. so they were not able to actually succeed in their goal of mm-hmm. um defeating the foot clan there and uh and so it's just with us as viewers watching uh, our heroes mm-hmm. for the first major fight scene where they th- they're in action and we're thinking it's awesome and they're not successful, mm-hmm. I mean that, that's bold to me. It is. I mean you compare that and we'll get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret mm-hmm. of the Ooze uh, probably next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first fight scene of that one, they're successful. I mean, yeah. so well, it's well, just, something I really liked about it too because you don't see it so much in the later the later fight, but in this fight. You see a little bit of that humor side that you do know the turtles mm-hmm. from in cartoons. You yes. see, you know, Michelangelo walking up. There's a guy with his nunchucks. He's like, "Oh, fellow chucker, eh?" Yep. And then, and they so they just start going back and forth, like showing off their skills. And then, same way too, like he puts them on the the floor and he like spins them around and hits everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same way I think he hits them with like the uh, symbols later. Yeah, he walks up, gongs mm-hmm. the guy in the head. Yep. 
They put, you know, Donatello like inside a fish tank, his head, mm-hmm. they dunk him. It's like you see all these little things that adds in so much more than just a bunch of people fighting each other. They yes. throw in these little scenes that gives you that personality of the turtles. Um, so if you only just had watched one, the cartoon, one random you know scene I'm thinking of is like when, you know the door breaks down. And there's more of these foot clink coming, and mm-hmm. there's this one guy handing out battle axes. Like yeah, like he just he's like, okay, we're all here. It's like we're all here. I've, I've been holding these for like 20 minutes here. I've got 20 axes. Everybody, <laughs> quick, grab them. I'm getting tired. Uh, but just how they did that, uh, I love that. Yes, I, definitely. Um, and then the final scene, yes, uh, which is the the last fight scene uh, where they meet up against Shredder. Um, I love how great they make Shredder look. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not like anything that's like amazing. Where you know the new movies, they've over CGI'd the crap out of him. Yeah, but in this one, he's just that. a man, and he he's not he. There's nothing necessarily special about him, mm-hmm. but there's everything special about him. He has been built up. He is the Darth Vader of this movie, where you cannot imagine. Like they just have this mystique around him. Uh, you, you've heard about him. You've seen him in a few scenes where he's interacting with the foot and with uh, Tatsu. Um, you hear Splinter talking about his history mm-hmm. uh, with Shredder, and you know, you know how he's just a fierce competitor. And then you get to see him up against our protagonists, the Turtles, mm-hmm. and he just kicks their butts. I mean, he wipes the floor with them. I and like how you said that the Darth Vader of you know the Ninja Turtles, pretty much. He yeah. is because Darth Vader, if you see him walking around. He doesn't necessarily look much different than other. He looks, he's dark, he's everything. He looks great, don't get me wrong. He has a presence. Yes, in the same way with Shredder, he comes up, he has like a cape on, he's got some armor on, you know, and he's, of course he's got that giant-like face armor and stuff on him. But it's nothing that's like, you know, you're, you're talking about four giant, uh, not giant, but four muscular turtles mm-hmm. that you realize are big. You talked about I earlier. Mean, to put it in 1980s wrestling terms. Yes. Okay. He's Andre the Giant facing Hulk Hogan. Yes. Okay, now in kayfabe, uh, like wrestling lingo terms, Andre the Giant was undefeated for 15 years, mm-hmm. um, and he turned on our hero, Hogan. And Andre was this mountain monster of a man, and there's like, there's no way you can body slam. Now, truth be told, he was already been body slammed several times mm-hmm. prior to this. But, you know, We're not w- looking at that. WWE rewrites history. But, th- in, you know, in a way, he is, he's that. He's Big Van Vader in WCW. He's the Undertaker or mm-hmm. Kane when Kane yes. first. I mean, in wrestling, that's terms, another great one. Kane, um, you know, he just has this presence. You're thinking, how in the heck are they going to get out of this one? Because he's just got that presence, and he's got the, he's you know not a cowardly bad guy. He's just a bad guy who can just really kick a bunch of butt. I mean, that's the truth though, and I love the fight scene they have with him. Because you get each one of them kind of going at him, and him like it's a, a great fight scene mm-hmm. to see these turtles going and fighting, and then him you know fighting back and forth with them. It's not CGI; they didn't have that back then. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a bunch of added extras. It's literally just five people on a rooftop, you know, four versus one. Later, and the a one's sixth killing. one, yeah, a later sixth one. But yeah. for this moment, and he defeats them. He literally he defeats the turtles. Turtles do not beat Shredder here. <laughs> he has Leonardo on the ground, you know, with us, you know, I guess it's not a sword, but mm-hmm. like you know. An axe like type a battle thing axe or whatever, yeah. Pointed at him. He's literally about to kill him. Yeah. Like he's and he's not hesitant. Shredder's not a person that's like, oh, okay, you lost. Like, no, in this thing, Shredder wants to kill him. He, Shredder's he like, you know what? I'm I'm kinda sick of y'all. Y'all y'all kinda ruining stuff for me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you. Yes. So, and then here comes Splinter to yep. save the day. And yeah, wow. Um we won't spoil oh, no, we, spoil the we won't spoil the ending. Um, but it uh it's just that just a great scene. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about it. So um, that's what we have for best scenes. Um, I did not put in something for best quotes, mainly because I used a lot of the best quotes for uh, for my segues. 
But I've got um, a few. Uh, you've got a few, and I've got the list that I, I picked from that I didn't of things that I didn't use. So, to be fair, um, I pulled some from that list. Yeah, so the there same we go. List you're using. I, I so saw um, just if you remember the ones I mentioned to you earlier, don't mention those. And um, we'll, if I start um, to say it, just I'll tell elbow me to shut you up or punch you in the face. And yeah. then YouTube will see it. Yeah. The, you know, Facebook Live will see it. Yep. Uh, did you put God, I love being a turtle in No, there? I didn't. Great, because this one really rings true to my childhood. Uh, there's a scene where, and we kind of missed that. There's another little bit of a scene before they take on the shredder where they're fighting the foot out in the streets. You mm-hmm. know, it starts in the sewer, but they're back out on the streets at this point. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're swinging at Michelangelo's head, and all of a sudden you see Michelangelo's head duck down into his shell yes. because he is a turtle. Mm-hmm. And then he pops back up and says, God, I love being a turtle. And he yells at the top of yes. his lungs. I remember doing that. I remember being a kid and like pulling my head under inside my t-shirt. Right. And then popping, and, and back popping out it back and yelling out. Yes. that out. You know. Um, here's one, and this is from a scene that I didn't mention earlier. Um, there's actually you know like two really great quotes from the scene. I used one mm-hmm. at the end. Um, but this one when he's ordering the pizza from Domino's. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but no anchovies. I mean no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing, you're in big trouble, okay? And I I I'd like to think, I know it did for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what anchovies were. I all, I knew, them, all, all I knew is I didn't want them. I never wanted anchovies. I mean, I wonder if this thing. like killed like the anchovy on pizza business. I mean, because I mean, even now they're not that popular. I no. Mean, so, uh, did you take on the whole scene of them talking about the pizza dude? Did you use those lines? Uh, the wise men. I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll leave that off. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've got some more. I know. Um, well, we talked about when they're fighting Shredder. Yes. Leo says, does anybody have any idea who, who or what, what this that is? is? <laughs> Mikey says, I don't know, but I never, bet he never has to look for a can opener. And then the Shredder's, uh, you fight well in, in the, the old, old style, style. <laughs> but you've caused me enough trouble. Now you face the Shredder. Yes. And then Donnie says, the Shredder? And Mikey says, uh, maybe all that hardware is for making, making coleslaw. <laughs> so like, I love that. I love that they threw in these little things here and there to break up the seriousness of this, but also gives the personality that we come to know and love of the turtle. Yes. Um, here's some great lines from Raph okay. or Raphael, which, mm-hmm. you know, another thing, I live on Ralph Drive. So, I mean, That's maybe true. it's just fate. Um, as he's fighting the Foot Clan on the rooftop, uh, you guys must be studying the uh, abridged book of ninja fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's fighting Casey Jones, a Jose Canseco bat, tell me you didn't pay money for this. <laughs> I'll be honest, until like probably in the past 10 years, I didn't know that. Jose Canseco was a person. Yes. I looked that up and it made a lot more sense. I just would repeat it all the time as a kid. Uh, when he brought April to the sewer lair and he was, they're asking why he brought it, he's like, why? Oh, I don't know, because I wanted to redecorate. A couple of throw pillows, a, news re- a TV news reporter. What do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he's defeated some of the Foot Clan on the roof. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. How, how do you guys expect to beat me? And then more ninjas show up. He's like, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite, and it's probably one of the most emotional lines, is we're talking about that scene with Splinter earlier, how he came up out of the fire or his spirit was out of the fire. And he says, I'm proud of you, my sons. Tonight you have learned the final and greatest truth of the ninja, that ultimate mastering comes not from the body but from the mind. Together there is nothing the four mind, your four minds cannot accomplish. Help each other, draw upon one another, and always remember the power that binds you. The same is what brought me here tonight. That which I gladly return with my final words. I love you all, my sons. Splinter yeah. thought he was going to die. Yeah. Just saying. Reading that now, Splinter thought he was going to die. And so the turtles all imagine that he's going to die. But that hits you. Maybe not as much as a kid, but you realize that was a very emotional scene yeah. as a kid. And even older watching it now, that really hits you. 
um, one of the uh, the la- one of the scenes where uh, Splinter's talking to Shredder uh, mm-hmm. while Shredder's on the side of the roof. He says, "Death comes for us all, Arakusaki, but something much worse comes for you. For when you die, it will be." And then Shredder takes a, a knife, throws it at Splinter, who dodges it. But when he dodges it, he lets go of mm-hmm. Shredder. Shredder falls into the trash compactor without Anna. And Casey Jones goes, whoops. whoops. <laughs> uh, the only other one I had is the conversation you talked earlier about when they're at the farmhouse and there's yes. grief. Uh, and Donnie and uh, Casey are working on that old truck trying to get it to run. Uh, so they go back and forth, and Casey says, not even close, Zip Neck. Professor and Marianne, happily ever after. They're talking about, you know, who was the greatest on Gilligan's Island. Uh, Donnie says, no way, automatic mouth or atomic mouth. Gilligan was her main man. They'd be married and have six kids by now. Kay says, Gilligan was a geek, Barfaruni. Donnie says, you're the geek, camel breath. Casey says, dome head. Donnie, huh? This is basically the Sandlot. It is, back and forth. Four four years prior. (laughs) Yes. Donnie self-consciously rubs his bald head and gaps. Elf lips. Casey finishes fixing the engine. Okay, let's give this a try, funkoid. Donnie says, here it goes. What are we on? Casey, uh, G. Donnie, here it goes, gack face. (laughs) I'm ready, hose brain. (laughs) They're just going through the alphabet. They're going through the alphabet of insult names. And I'll be honest, until I read this, you know, putting this together today, I don't know how many times they've already gone through the alphabet. Because it starts with zip neck. So uh, evidently, they've already gone through once. Yes. I didn't ever catch that. I thought they were just starting right there where we watched it. But no, they, who knows how long they have that. We should do that. It's pretty, no, we shouldn't. We should do a Facebook Live of us just insulting each other no. in the alphabet and just see how long we can go. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be disqualified early. Um, my, my, one of my last ones, mm-hmm. uh, when April is interviewing the police chief, Chief Stearns, mm-hmm. and the, the police chief is talking about, he's basically using a bunch of mumbo-jumbo to kind of explain what the police is doing to help the, you know solve this crime wave. And he says... Mm-hmm. We're presently executing a plan of redeployment that will minimize response time while maximizing coordination between patrol units in a decentralized networking scheme. And April's like, not sure I understood all that, Chief Stearns. Would you mind repeating it in English, perhaps? <laughs> um, you know, just a, a way to cut across from all the BS that mm-hmm. sometimes you hear public officials kind of... That's true. Sh- she wasn't out, afraid so. to talk about it. So, yeah. And then the last one, uh, you skip this one. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to use all of it, but I'm going to use the first part of it. Sure. Donatello skateboarding in the sewers. He stops it down the, next to Michelangelo. He says, how are you doing? Mike's like, fine. Donnie's like, yeah, it's a nice night. And Mike's like, pizza dude's got 30 seconds. And Donnie's like, hey, Mikey, did you ever think about what Splinter said tonight? I mean, about what it would be like, you know, not having him. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mikey's like, hmm, time's up, $3 off. I love that scene. Roy Jr. and I go back and forth quoting that a lot at work. Uh, you know, Jr. will just say, pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Yep. But then just walk off. But um, I don't know. We'll talk about some more of that other line later. Yeah, let's jump in. Uh, don't say let's jump in. That's I'm jumping in. I've got to set tell you, you up. jump in. I'm, no, I'm ready just, to jump. You can just stop talking. Ready to jump, and I will. Ready to jump, Kyle. Yes, that was a crime. <laughs> you purse grabbing puke, and this is the penalty: two minutes for slashing, two minutes for hooking, and let's not forget my personal favorite: two minutes for high stick, and six of our favorite fun facts. This you go first. <laughs> uh, I have way more than six just because I just kept. I have things. 20, but we're only going to six. six is it six each or six total? Uh, it's six, six, six total. total. Yeah, we're, we're okay. on 51 minutes of recording the audio part I'm of this. Saying, so. I can talk about this movie forever. Uh, let's take this one uh, because I knew about this later on in life. But while Jim Henson was said to be upset 
by the amount of violence in the finished film, the turtle costumes were created by his creature, creature shop in London. Uh, just a, a brief moment about that. Jim Henson was very concerned with how much violence was in this movie with using his products and using his costumes. Uh, and you go on to see in the second, third film, they, that is taken away by a whole lot. There's not, And it's not just Jim Henson, but there's a lot less actual like weapons actually being used in the next yes. couple of movies. But uh, this first one, there is... Um, Henson said that the costumes were the most advantaged or advanced uh, ever in this movie that he'd ever worked on with or with at the time. So uh, my words were kind of scattered there, but pretty much it's the most advanced costumes slash puppets or anything he's ever created <laughs> at this point will work with. Um, let's see. It says, you know, his involvement with the film, and then he moved forward with the sequel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, probably explains why the turtles were uh, alluded to in The Muppet Babies. Muppets Tonight, The Dinosaurs, Yes, uh, where you see a Teenage Mutant Ninja Caveman poster uh, could be singing, hanging on uh, Robbie's bedroom. Uh, it also, let's see, I don't know if, I'll, I'll stop save, there. Save that one for the yeah, next one. Yeah, that's another one. Um, my number two? Yes. Um, so while most of the elements of the film came or are adapted from the comics, mm -hmm. the turtles love a pizza. They do. They're multicolored bandanas. Mm -hmm. April O'Neil being a news reporter instead of a lab assistant to a scientist, mm -hmm. Michelangelo's surfer accent and cowabunga all came from the 1987 cartoon series. Oh, what a glorious blend. <laughs> I love how you got so emotional on that. That's good. Yes. Glorious. Glorious. What's he up to nowadays? I don't know. Uh, he was, I mean, what's anyone up to nowadays? <laughs> He's probably quarantined. That's I mean. true. Uh, next one, uh, Playmate Toys. They made the action figures that we came to know and love. You were talking about those earlier. Yes, uh, the I company loved them. <laughs> that produced them actually didn't produce any from the movies. Uh, they decl declined to produce any of them based off of the toys from the movie or the turtles from the movies because of the overall dark tone that the movie represented and the violent content and language as well that was used in this movie. Um, Says, however, with the lighter tone of the sequel. Uh, they ended up releasing the, what are now called, or I guess back then they were called movie star turtles. Right. Did you ever have any of these? I don't think I did. I think I, you know, I don't, I don't remember having these. These were probably one of my favorites. Now I have a heart, you know, for the classics because of what they are. But for me, these were the first ones, the same way if you're watching on YouTube, like this NECA one that looks somewhat real, that has like a rubbery thing. I remember these turtles having rubber, like their, you know, their shell was like hard, but their arms... Uh, were rubber, and same way, if you pulled an arm off by accident, this one just popped right back on because it was rubber. But um, they're some of the most realistic-looking ones, especially for the time until NECA came out with these. Um, and those are actually really highly uh, sought after now. Uh, I almost bought one for my birthday. You know, typically I try to buy, like, something for my child or something like that for my birthday. Uh, Arkham Comics in Rocky Mount, which I buy my comic books from, came out, uh, they collect. They sell toys and stuff too. Well, somebody had brought in and sold them a bunch of toys or they bought them from somebody. And there's a men on card, Michelangelo. The card's never even been punched. It was never even put on the hanger on a shelf Wow. of this Michelangelo movie star turtle. I convinced myself not to buy it because obviously it's a little pricey, uh, deservingly so. But uh, just for me, it's just cool to think, you know, even, that, well, the fact that they existed, but uh, just to know that's why you didn't get any turtle action figures from this movie. You just had what they, you know, don't get me wrong. There's been billions of Ninja Turtle action figures, especially during this time. But right. that's why I didn't have them from the first one. Cool. Number four. Even though the film is supposed to play, take place in New York City, it actually only shot four days there. Mm -hmm. The remainder and the bulk of the film was shot in Wilmington, North Kakalaki. You know how excited uh, I was when I found that out in my <laughs> that life. That's pretty awesome. 
Uh, April O'Neil's news station was actually a real news station in Wilmington, and the sewers were just a giant set. Even the fight sequence in the streets and on the rooftops at the end of the film was shot on a giant New York City set that was repurposed from the cult favorite Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Number five. Number five. Uh, fun fact, Pizza Hut engaged in a $20 million marketing campaign to promote the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle by means of rebate coupons, print, radio, and television ads. Uh, ironically, Domino's is the pizza chain that the turtles are seen ordering in the film. Do you remember that? I remember there being like promotions for this movie yes. from Pizza Hut. Yes. I feel like I grew up loving Pizza Hut because of Because pizza. of this movie, absolutely. Like it had nothing to do with the taste of the pizza, but I remember having like ad campaigns for it, like, you know, individual pizzas and stuff you could get from Pizza Hut. Uh, and it's just crazy to think they weren't even using the movie. They just saw we can sell a lot of pizza doing this. Uh, but then just the love that we grew to new for Pizza Hut because of this. Wow. Number six. Uh, so many lines and scenes in this film, such as the Donatelli, Donatelli, Donatelli. Don, Donatello, Casey Jones, claustrophobia exchange, um, doubled as inside jokes. Josh Pace, is that how you say his last name? It might be Pass, uh, would occasionally get very claustrophobic inside his Raphael costume mm-hmm. and would need to have the crew come and pull his mask off. Unfortunately for him, it was not a fast or easy process. Um, other costume uh, items, uh, we know it's never manly to cry. Um, that's what they say, at least. I disagree. But in the case no, of Splinter, no, no. it wasn't safe either because the liquid used to give the appearance of Splinter's tears actually ate away at the latex underneath. The director, Steve Barron, had to fight with the Henson team to get them to use more in order to make Splinter's emotions seem more believable. And the turtle costumes were actually too big to fit through a standard size manhole, so custom manholes had to be built Another problem with the costumes was it was very hard to see out of them due to the fact that the eye holes were just tiny little slits behind the mask, which you can see if you look close enough. And I did. Kyle? Yes? Cricket? Nobody understands cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. So let's get to something everyone understands. Our social media shout-outs. I'm working on it. I had like four extra fun facts to give you time to do this. I was trying. We're here. Okay, cool. We got it. All right. Uh, Let me change this from most relevant. A lot of you guys liked it, and especially on Instagram, you liked it too. Uh, Facebook seems to be the place you all guys always love to talk, which I'm glad to hear. Uh, Jonathan Britt, which I'm really excited to hear from, because Jonathan, you know, he likes a lot of our stuff, and I hadn't seen him in a long time, but he really got excited with this one and commented a big, long paragraph for us, which is awesome. Uh, it says, I love TMNT. I grew up watching the original cartoon, reading the comics, playing the games, had and still have some turtle toys. The first movie they released was amazing, and the second was good, but there was actually a lot of uproar about the first one being too dark and violent. Raph curses some and was spot on, in my opinion. Turtle toys were even pulled from the shelves. Heck, even Henderson, or Henson was upset about some of it. So I never understood it. And just an example of how they brought it down from one to two, Leo is has his standard two katana blades in the first and actually uses them. Secret of the Ooze, he just has like two black sticks, you know. I don't remember any of the turtles using their weapons in part two. Not really, anyway. I still liked it. It just wasn't quite the same. And Turtles in Time, the third one, well, it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Laugh out loud. Uh, Chris Rhodes said, watching it now for the first time with Jasper, which is his son. We talked about that earlier. Uh, Definitely an awesome thing. Uh, to be able to experience that, to get to share that with your son, but also being the first time you've ever seen it, sharing it with your son. I just think that's awesome experience. You know, I can't wait to hopefully have kids someday and share it with them. Uh, let me go look one other place. 
Here we go. Uh, Kevin Savigny says, I remember loving these movies as a kid. I had a few toys, but I don't remember a lot. I enjoyed renting the video game, too. My favorite thing to come from these movies was the turtle pies. They had green shells and pudding radioactive goop. Tasty. I would ride my bike past three neighborhoods in Virginia to the local food lion to break, to get one. Did you ever have one of those? No. I remember seeing them, but I don't think I ever ate one. Uh, let's see. Kevin also mentioned that his favorite was Leonardo, but he always thought Michelangelo was fun, too. And then Hunter Batten, who honestly was the first person I thought about when we started talking about this movie, because Hunter was the first person that I went back to his house probably, I think, in high school at some point. And he had all of his Ninja Turtle stuff displayed on top of his dresser. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, you had reached an age where you're too cool, cool for toys and stuff. So you kind of had all that put away. And I thought that was awesome, the fact of walking there. All of a sudden, there's the sewer and everything else is sitting up there. Uh, so he changed my life where I went and do that. He has a Raphael uh, NECA as well. And so he was the first person I knew to get one. Um, but he says, I don't know where to begin. It's nearly perfect and we'll never get a better one. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. 100%. All right, that all we got? Uh, pretty much. All right, everybody else, you know, likes and different things, but yeah, cool, fun times. Well, Thanks for chiming in, folks. Absolutely. Um, well, all right, friends. A big thank you to <laughs> Ricky Lyles and Tim Hutchinson, wonderful inter- irreplaceable producer and researcher. We hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did, and that you're as pumped for the rest of this journey into '90s nostalgia as we are. Um, I don't have listed what we're doing next week because I'm gonna be honest with the way the world's going now. I don't know if we would be back next week. Um, who knows? Who knows? We, we might, plan to. We plan to be. We'll um, have something awesome in store. We'll yeah. post it online to get your opinion. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, FaceTime or something if we have to. I mean, we'll figure something out. Uh, but until next time, wise men say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for a late pizza. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. We'll see you next week. What Hopefully. What? Bye. What? What? What?